Beat this out as soon as you can with your kicking it, kicking it around my man. It's the sport of kings, better than diamond rings. Football, wildcat. Football, wildcat. Football, wildcat. Football, wildcat. Wrong way there. Welcome to the Married with Picks podcast, season two, episode three, week one. So Steve and I will be coming to you each week to discuss the NFL slate. Uh, We're going to discuss our best plays, best picks of the week against the spread. We'll throw in a little bit of fantasy, um, talk some survivor as we go through as well. Um, If you're watching, please remember to like us on Facebook, YouTube, subscribe. Um, We are available anywhere that you listen to your podcast and you can watch us on YouTube. Anything else you would like to add to the intro, dear? That was great. All right, perfect. Well, then let's get started. So, um, I'll run down the list. Uh, There's some games that I don't really have much to say about. um, So, you can let me know if you want to talk about them. So, first game on the list is Pittsburgh going to Buffalo. Um, line opened at minus five and a half in favor of Buffalo. It is at minus six and a half uh, in favor of Buffalo. Would you like to discuss this game? Um, I don't have a lot to say about this game. Do you, is it one of your plays? Um, it's not one of my plays, but I could talk about it if you want. Well, okay. I mean, um, I, I, I would just say it's too many points is what I look at. It's six and a half. It should be a tight game. Uh, coming out week one, even though, you know, <clears throat> I like Buffalo overall in the season, but I wouldn't touch this game. If I had to play it, I would take the points with Pittsburgh on the road. Really? If I had to play, it's not a pick. Okay. Um, I think I'm leaning towards taking Buffalo here. Pittsburgh has lost some of their um, defensive players in the offseason. They lost linebacker Bud Dupree, um, one of their cornerbacks. They also lost a... Defensive end to injury in the preseason. Um, And these teams met once in each of the last two seasons where Buffalo did win both of those games um, by more than six and a half points. So I think I'm going to take Buffalo. I just think they have a better offense, a better offensive plan. And I don't know what Pittsburgh really has going for them. All right, so next game up is the New York Jets traveling to Carolina. And this is the Sam Darnold revenge game. Are you buying into that? Absolutely. I mean, this is probably my best play of the week. I really love Carolina here. I love Carolina for the season. I have the same kind of feeling for them coming into the season this year uh, that I did in 2020 with the Redskins, kind of ready to turn that corner. I think that I really like this team the way they were designed. And I just always thought that their problem was their quarterback. They didn't have a consistent uh, quarterback to get the ball down the field. But I th- I'm high on Darnold. I think that he was just in like kind of the land of misfits for the last, you know, a couple of years with the Jets. They've been a failed franchise and the Jets will have some familiarity with Darnold. So that may help them. But I don't see this game being close at all. It opened up at three and a half. It's it's playing around four. And um, I would jump all over Carolina here. Uh, McCaffrey's back. Um, so it's a whole new look with probably the best running back in the league and Darnold, who was 
you know, first high first round pick a couple of years ago for the Jets, a fresh start. So remember the the, the Carolina Pan- Panthers defense is decent, and the Jets are starting a rookie quarterback in Zach Wilson. Um, so I think that's that's playing against them here too. I, I really like Carolina. I think this this line should be higher. Okay. I'm with you. I love a good revenge game. Yeah, I look for big things from Matt Rule and the Carolina Panthers this this year. Well, we'll see what what Arnold really has. What do you What do you like about that game? Anything? This game, I think everything that you said. I mean, um, Carolina has CMC. You have Sam Darnold, um, Robbie Anderson, who were together in New York. Um, I think Matt Rule. He did a lot with was it Temple? Yeah, when he Temple. was the coach there. We'll moved on um, to uh, Baylor. Now the Jets have a new coach too, um, the Sailor. defensive coordinator from San Fran. Yeah. Um, but they do have a rookie quarterback, and it, it's kind of you a, get a rookie head coach. You got a rookie quarterback in the land of misfits of the Jets. How can you play the Jets here? Like I this guess is they just, also have a rookie running back. Yeah, um, who may or may not play. I don't know. Uh, and I guess they did what acquire the statuses of Michael Carter. They acquired Corey Davis from Tennessee. Yeah, as a wide out, right? So they yeah. have. They have him and Elijah Moore and Jamison Crowder uh-huh. in a slot. Um, but, you know, it could be Tevin Coleman at running back who you would remember from what, the 49ers? Mm. So, yeah. So we'll see. Um, and then the next game up is Jacksonville at Houston. So we have Jacksonville with a new coach, um, the new quarterback, also a rookie. Um, and both of their names are escaping me at the moment, but I'm sure you can help me out there. Trevor Lawrence. Uh, Trevor Lawrence. And who's the coach, the college coach? Oh, it's the Ohio State coach. I can't remember his name. I don't okay. know why he put me on the spot like that. Because <laughs> I couldn't think of it, but that's fine. Um, so, I mean, but Houston is just a hot mess, right? So we have Tyrod Taylor. Um, starting there because I don't know what the hell is going on with Deshaun Watson at this point. Um, and they don't have a whole lot. Their starting wide receivers are Brandon Cooks, uh, Chris Conley, and Anthony Miller. So kind of like a hodgepodge of receivers, um, a hodgepodge of running backs as well. Um, I don't really know what they're trying to accomplish this year. And um, even though it is going to be um, – Trevor Lawrence starting in Jacksonville. It is Urban Meyer, by the way. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think I think they can I think they can win by three. I think Houston is going to be this year's Jets. So you might as well take Jacksonville now with a line of minus three because I think the line on the Texan games, yeah, it's just going to grow as the season goes on. Yeah, Taylor. Yeah, it's just I keep looking at this game and thinking two bad teams take the points at home. But I'm not going to play it. But if if I had a gun to my head, I would take Houston only because I think Tyrod Taylor serviceable enough. And um, again, you're going with the rookie quarterback in Trevor Lawrence there who's unproven. So um, if I had to take it, I'd take Houston. I know that they've been focused without uh, Watson. And um you know, I think that they, they have a shot at winning that game, especially at home. Okay. But I don't like it. I mean, it's two bad teams. <laughs> Who the hell knows week one? <laughs> well, I mean, I don't like it either, but I just think Houston is a complete dumpster fire at this point. Um, 
And I mean, Jacksonville has some talent on the roster. They have DJ Shark. Um, they have James Robinson, who came out last year. And you could run all over Houston before. I'm sure they can run all over him. I like Shark. I hope, I hope Lawrence can deliver the ball because he does have some weapons there. Um, so, all right. Next game up, um, Arizona at Tennessee. Tennessee is a three-point favorite. Now, as you may know, I am a big fan of the Tennessee Titans. Um, so I always wonder if I'm a little skewed in my um, picks when it comes to Tennessee. I think um, they're kind of equally matched teams. I think it could be a bit of a shootout. Um, Tennessee is getting um, their tackle Taylor Luan back, who was out um, for a majority of last year. Um, so he's huge um, as far as Derrick Henry. And the run game, they acquired Julio Jones from Atlanta. Julio. They also added um, Bud Dupree from the Steelers um, as an edge rusher. Both teams have not much going on at cornerback. Um, so I think Tennessee has more talent on the offensive side of the ball. Last year, their defense really struggled. Um, so that's the part of it that worries me is Tennessee's defense. So it could be a bit of a shootout. Um, I think Tennessee had a tendency to win the games that they won last year very close. So so the over-under is 53 and a half. Is that a play? Would you look at the over there? Uh, I mean, you know, I'm not very good at over-unders. If I had to pick, yes, I would take the over. Yeah, that sounds like it from what you're saying. Um. I mean, that's the thing is Tennessee looked like they were on the verge of like taking that next step. And then last year they just kind of faltered in the playoffs. Right. So what is Tennessee's mindset going to be? They're bringing in Julio Jones, adding him to the mix. Like you said, they're having a big part of their offensive line back, which is going to just help Derrick Henry. So you have better blocker. You got Julio Jones, who's arguably, you know, he struggled last year with injury and didn't do well in Atlanta, but he's arguably the top three receiver in the league if he's going well. So that could open up a lot of field if you're going to have to pay attention to him and A.J. Brown on the other side with uh, extra defenders in the secondary. It's going to open up the lanes for Henry. So you're almost damned if you do, damned if you don't. And Ryan Tannehill has proven that he's um, excellent with the play action. Now, on the other side of the ball, you got Arizona. That's another. These two are two teams that I'm high on this year. I think a lot of teams are high on. A lot of people are high on those two teams. Um, but Arizona with Lamar Miller. I really like him. This is a tough game for me. Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray. I say Lamar Miller. Jesus Christ. Um, he's uh, in Tennessee. When Arizona, it's just two teams that I like that I'm not going to even try to predict this game. But, you know, we'll see how Tennessee does at home if they can keep the score relatively low on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, it'll be interesting to see um, you, who do you have added there in Arizona at receiver. Do you remember who they got? It's kind of falling off the edge since he used to be one of the best receivers, but I keep bringing it up on the first two podcasts and you get mad at me. Yeah, I do. AJ Green. You're touting AJ Green on our podcast. It's not <laughs> it's a good look. A it's three it's in not a, a good look. I'm going to bring up AJ Green on every podcast until he scores a touchdown. So, yeah, I don't know. They have um, D Hopkins um, at wide receiver as far as I'm concerned. And they have what? Is it James Conner now? Is their running back along with Chase Edmonds? I didn't even mention James Conner. So I'm just kind of waiting for him to take over that program, right? Because, you know, he didn't, he did well rushing in Pittsburgh with zero offensive line. So 
you know, if you can get him moving in Arizona, I'd be interested to see if Chase Edmonds really moves to more of a third down back because that's ideal fit oh. for Chase Edmonds. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I think um, Tennessee definitely um, has the better offense. So I'm going to take Tennessee minus three. You have no play. No play. All right. So next game up is the LA Chargers at Washington. Um, it opened at minus two in favor of LA. It is now minus one in favor of Washington. Um, we obviously have Ryan Fitzpatrick at quarterback for Washington now. Um, Justin Herbert at quarterback for the Chargers. Um, Austin Eckler, your boy, um, has a hamstring injury and is questionable for Sunday. So what's the word? Do you think that he's going to play? That's kind of huge. Expected to play, I think, but. But even if he's a little banged up, you know, that's a tough, stout defensive line to run against in Washington. So, you know, I was looking at this game. I like Washington overall again for the season. I like Fitzpatrick. I think we're both high on him. Uh, But with the Chargers coming to town, I just don't really feel confident. I want to see kind of what Washington does, how it lays out with uh, Fitzpatrick, how he's able to look in the the new offense. And L.A. is traveling across country for a one o'clock game. Yeah. I will mention that. Um, so, I mean, I think it, it may come down to what every game that Ryan Fitzpatrick plays in comes down to is which Fitzpatrick will you get? Um, so, but I mean, he's got, he's got the pieces around him in Washington now. Um, so if he can just avoid the, um, turnovers, um, I think they can definitely have success. So I'm going to take Washington at minus one. Next game, Steve. Philadelphia at Atlanta. Open at minus four in favor of Atlanta. It is now down to minus three in favor of Atlanta. Um, I'll let you take the lead on this one, dear. I don't know. I struggle with this game because uh, these are two bad teams from last year. Clearly, the records were bad. But you got to look at, you know, both of these teams as possible reclamation projects in 2021. You have Matt Ryan. You can never count him out. He still seems like he's hungover from the second half beatdown he got from Brady a couple years ago in the Super Bowl. So is he going to come out of that funk or is he too old to really be relevant? That's the questions in my mind. They introduced Pitts as a tight end from Florida, number four overall picking a draft to the offense. So they should be pretty dynamic with Russell Cage. Uh, you got Calvin Ridley on the other side. Uh, but the Eagles, I'm really high on the Eagles and optimistic with the new head coach and a new quarterback. Um, Jalen Hurts is a new quarterback, but to start the season, but he got four games in last year. Um, I'm really confident that the Eagles are building this the right way. We'll see how it turns out. It's just too many question marks to know how Devontae Smith is going to, you know, stay healthy in this offense in the NFL. Um, he's kind of frail, the slim reaper and, uh, Rieger is not much bigger on the other side. So Eagles are not very deep. If they start getting, Messing with injuries like they did last year, um, especially up front on the offensive line, they can't really um, surmount much of an attack without those five starters being healthy. It's going to be an interesting one. If I had to pick it, I would definitely pick the Eagles, but that's the homer in me, Uh, especially if you're getting a three and a hook. I would take the Eagles, but it's not really a pick that I'm looking to make here. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I'm curious to see what happens in this game, but I don't really want to bet it. if I had to, I would probably take Philadelphia, but I'm just, I, to me, this is two bad teams playing each other and I don't want anything to do with it. Well, and it seems like, you know, there's twice 
that I remember the Eagles have gone down to Atlanta to start the season and it hasn't turned out well. Both times you thought that they were going to win the game. Um, and I believe they were favored. So I'm just a little weary of the history there of Philly starting in Atlanta. Um, I could definitely see Atlanta winning the game if they can put it together. But if you remember last year from Atlanta, had a sneaky way of giving games away at the end. Their secondary was really bad. They're supposed to be much improved. This guy, Arthur Smith, I don't know. I think he's probably over his head, but we'll see what happens on Sunday. I'm very interested and very excited to see what happens in that game. Um, all right. Next game up is uh, Seattle at Indianapolis. It opened at minus two in favor of Indy. It is now minus three in favor of Seattle. Um, and I assume part of that is the Carson Wentz stuff. Um, but I guess Carson Wentz is expected to start. Yeah. Um, so my initial take on this game was Seattle. But I kind of had to back off. Because um, I kind of, it's another game. I just want to kind of see what happens. Seattle, I think, like... Two seasons ago, they started off slow and they kind of picked up momentum as the season went on. Last year, they came out firing and um, kind of tapered off as the season went on. Um, they're going to be traveling for a one o'clock game. Historically, they've started slow, though, you know, um, and I think that's a yeah, point last here year in this was probably game. The exception. Yeah. Um, I think that, I mean, Indy definitely has the better offensive line, Indy has the better defense. So maybe on paper, Indy is the better team. But if you're talking Russell Wilson versus Carson Wentz, I'm going to take Russell Wilson all day. I also think that to an extent, like Pete Carroll's got to be thinking like his job's on the line at this point. Um, so maybe that would play into his decision making to let uh, Russell Wilson throw it a little more, um, which I don't think is a bad thing. But I'm going to take a wait and see approach on this one. All right, so no official pick there for you? Nope. I love Indianapolis. This is definitely a pick for me. Um, I think a lot of the interest is in Seattle in this game. The public's betting Seattle. The line's going from two up to three. Uh, actually, Indianapolis favored by two to Seattle favored by three. So they're on the road. <clears throat> Intra-conference, I think a buck, this Bronco Carson Wentz until he gets injured and gets knocked out. As long as he's going to start, I do believe in the Frank Reich is the Carson Wentz whisperer theory, and their defense is really, really good. So I love, I love their running back situation. Um, I think that they're going to be I able think to move T. the y. ball. Hilton is hurt. Is he hurt? Yeah, I think he got hurt like. I don't know, a week or two ago. Well, I mean, how do you not like Jonathan Taylor? And uh, I don't like Jonathan Taylor. Well, you don't like Jonathan Taylor because you think Marlon Mack, a lot about Marlon Mack. But the fact is you got both of these guys coming back. You got Hines still who had a very good productive season last year as a third down back and getting a little more action when there was injuries. You also but, have Carson Wentz, a quarterback. Yeah, but when he's healthy and if he's in Frank Reich's system, he's clearly shown that he can be elite, like MVP candidate, which is a fact, before he got hurt in 2017. So I'm looking for that, and I I just think – I honestly think that they handle Seattle here. I know it's not going to be a popular pick, but I really like Indianapolis, and I feel strongly about it. They're almost as strong as Carolina. And I feel really strong about Carolina. But – um. I was ranking them, it would be one and one A. Okay. 
All right. Next game is Minnesota at Cincinnati. Um, open at minus two and a half in favor of Minnesota. It is minus three in favor of Minnesota. Um, now I'm thinking back to last season when I initially looked at this game and I'm thinking that, um, it could be a high scoring affair. Like Minnesota's defense sucked last year. (laughs) Um, so did Cincinnati. Are you like even interested in this game? Like this game to me is like trash. Well, I I don't know because I think that Joe Burrow did look good in the beginning of the season last year. As long as he wasn't preseason, he looked horrible. Like the whole team was discombobulated. Um, as long as he wasn't facing a team that got a lot of pressure on him, he they had some like shootouts last year. So that was my initial take on the game. Minnesota has made some improvements on their defense. So that kind of worries me a little bit because if they can get pressure on Joe Burrow, I don't think it's going to be pretty. There was some reports out of training camp that he didn't look good coming back from the injury. So I am going to take the wait and see approach on this one too. Um, but it's, I, it's another home dog. I wouldn't be surprised if it turned into a little bit of a shootout. And we all know my thoughts on Kirk Cousins. I hope so. you're right. Like, I want to see Cincinnati, if they're not going to win games, at least put some points on the board and be exciting, right? They have some exciting players. So I hope you're right for that standpoint. I still struggle with the fact that they didn't dress the offensive line in their first picks in the draft, which I thought they should have done. You got to protect this this kid Barrows. So I thought that was a tactical mistake, even though you got a very, very talented pick. Um in the draft in Jamar Chase. So he's hard to let go, but sometimes you have to do the tough decision and uh, trade out of that pick or take a tackle. So we'll see what happens there, but it's not a pick for me. All right. Um, Next game up is San Francisco at Detroit. Um, and it is, um, open at minus seven in favor of San Francisco. It's now minus eight. Um, so we have Kyle Shanahan who last year, they had a ton of injuries. So they start the season healthy. Um, Detroit, we now have Jared Goff at quarterback and not much else. Um, oh, you got DeAndre Swift's a good running back if he's, he's healthy. So, back. I mean, they do have, not, but who do they have at wide receiver? Not many big names. You got Tyrell Williams. Amon Ross, uh, St. Brown, and Quincell Cephas. I don't know. Uh, they're they're talking big on the tight end this year, TJ Hawkinson. Uh, I believe he was coming from Seattle. No, he was there last year. Or he was there last year. So mm-hmm. they're talking big about him. Is his Because uh, he's the only guy to talk about. Yeah, it doesn't look like they have much there. We're going to have to see, really, uh, what Jared Goff is made of taking snaps um, on this team. And we also have, I mean, Goff coming from L.A., so they were in the same division with San Francisco. So he so does know. There's Shanahan is very there. familiar with Goff, was my point. Too. Okay. Um, and um, Shanahan did win the last four uh, matchups against the Rams. So um, I definitely think San Fran wins. I don't really see Detroit putting up many points. So I'm, I don't know if I'm afraid to take it at minus eight, I think. I mean, this to me looks like a trap game. They're, you really think? Yeah, I do, because I think it looks too easy to take San Francisco here. And there's a lot of times where in the past, Garoppolo has burned you on the road uh, against a team that's not that good, getting close to double digits, and he keeps it within a touchdown, either struggles. Um, I like San Francisco this year a little bit. Clearly, they're going to be better with the quarterback situation looks much better than Garoppolo being injured and you drafted uh, Trey Lance in the draft early. So 
they look stronger from that standpoint. You got Debo Samuel coming back healthy. Ayuk is really the number one there. And it looks like a rotation of running backs uh, led by Mozart. So that's no surprise. I think this is the trap game. Um, maybe more to talk about later. I don't know if what we're going to do about predictions, but I think you take Detroit here. Bold predictions. Wow. That's bold, Steve. It's bold. Yeah. I mean, I just, I like Detroit. I don't um, like Detroit. I just think the betting sense tells me take the points, close your eyes, cash in. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying there's not going to be one of those games this week, but I'm just not sure that that's it. I think this is the one. Let's not overwrite San Francisco's offense. Um. All right. They did, after all, go and spend what a fourth round draft pick on a quarterback, third round. All right. So they're not really sold on Garoppolo either. Well, yeah, they're definitely not sold on Garoppolo. Um. All right. Next game on the list is Cleveland traveling to Kansas City. Tough game. Um. Mine. It opened at minus six. It's at minus five and a half. The over under is climbing on this one. People like to bet um, Cleveland. People like to bet Kansas City. This is a tough one. Well, are you saying that you're on Kansas City? I'm not on either team. This one's too tough. I want to kind of see what happens. This could be the AFC championship. You never know. Well, these teams played in the second round of the playoffs last year, um, and it was a close game. I think it was a three-point game. Cleveland probably should have won the game. Uh, Perhaps. Um, So I think if if Cleveland takes the right approach when they go in there, I mean, obviously Cleveland's kind of run first offense, and that's probably the best approach to take against Kansas City because, number one, you can run on them, and number two, you slow the game down and keep Patrick Mahomes off the field. Um, So I'm inclined to take the points there and take Cleveland. Keep it close. I mean, Kansas City, like, sure, they have the high-powered offense, but there was a lot of games last season where they they never pulled away. The way that you thought they were going to. They really should pound Nick Chubb in this game, right? Yeah. I don't think Kansas City's gotten too much better um, on the on the defensive line to be able to play against the run. We'll see how they adjust this season. But teams ran on them successfully last year. I think you got to see what Cleveland can do with the two-headed monster. Don't forget, you have Nick Chubb, but you also have Kareem Hunt there, who will get on the field to get at the same time with Chubb. They put him in a slot, put him in the backfield. So I like Cleveland this season. We'll see what Baker Mayfield can do. But this this is a – I think there's – I like the other games that I'm liking a lot. So I'm not going to mess around and give you guys like nine games because I'm leaning one way or the other. The ones that I am giving you, I feel confident in this week. And we'll see. It's week one. You never know. But um, this is not a game for me. Okay. All right. Next game up is Miami at New England. Um it is at minus three in favor of New England. And obviously, New England cut Cam Newton, so they're going to roll out Mac Jones week one. Um, Mac Jones, a rookie from Alabama. Yeah, and I guess I, I, quarterback I didn't really think about it, but like, I mean, you didn't have to cut Cam Newton. You could have kept Cam Newton just in case. So well, sometimes you do kind that of imply, out of respect because he doesn't want to be the backup quarterback. Well, do you think Bill Belichick really cares about like, respect for Cam Newton? It's also a money thing. Like Cam Newton, there's no future there. So if I'm Cam Newton, I would want to be cut just so that I could have a chance if somebody else is going to pick me up. But I don't think anybody's picked him up yet, right? No. Um, but I guess my point is from Belichick's perspective. Like he must feel confident enough in Mac Jones that he cut Cam Newton. Um, what does that really mean, though? Like how confident are you in somebody... That you spent 
you know, an early pick on. Like, well, I mean, last round. season after Brady was not that good. I'm just saying. Who was the, the other guy that they had um, that they were talking about? And and Belichick never really put him on the field. That Stidham kid. Yeah. Um. So I mean, he played when Cam Newton got hurt. Yeah. But I don't know. I just feel like Belichick has enough confidence. And, and I mean, to throw a rookie, rookie quarterback out there week one, if he's not ready, I mean, that's like could be detrimental in the long term. So I just kind of feel like he's got the confidence in him. Now, these teams, the Tom Brady-less Patriots played twice last year and they split. And it was kind of the opposite of what I would have expected because um, it was might have been week one uh, where they had Fitzpatrick and they lost. And then later in the season where it was Tua that started for Miami, um, the Dolphins won. So kind of opposite of the way I would have expected it. So I'm not going to touch the game, um, but we'll see what happens. Your thoughts? I love Miami here. I don't understand why they're three point uh, dogs, even though they're up in New England. I think Miami's defense. First of all, the, the key here for me well, let is me... Mac Jones is a rookie quarterback starting against that Miami defense, who maybe I'm overrating, but I think is maybe you know top five in the league. They well, have a lot of talent on that. The high draft picks on that defense. Can I side interject of the ball. for a moment, please? Um, because going back two years, you remember the Patriots had a pretty good defense. Right now, last year they had eight players that opted out because of COVID. So they are going to have all those guys back. So, I mean, you can build up the Miami defense, but the Patriots have a pretty good defense in their own right. That's true. And Tua is unproven, right? I mean, he and got Tua some action last year. essentially a rookie. I mean. But I, I really, and there, let's the, the other thing is Will Fuller suspended week one, who is the key free agent pickup that they had, is going to slide into their number one receiver spot as soon as he gets back next week. Um, so they are without him. But I just believe in this Miami team. I think they go up there to get – you know, if the season started off right, you've always had to beat New England. Last year is an exception with Buffalo winning. Um, I think they, they you get an extra little juice. That stigma's not gone, even though New England lost the division last year. Uh, it was 20 years in a row or something that they've won the division. So it's kind of like you're going into your rival's home to start the season in a season where you think you have what it takes to go all the way. Um, they're going to be pumped up, ready to go. I look at Miami to show out up in New England. I think their defense gets this kid to turn the ball over. You know, it could get ugly quick. I I, I like Miami, and I like them a lot. Okay. I mean, I'm not going to touch it, but if I had to pick, I would probably take New England. All right. Next game up is Denver at the Giants. It opened at minus one in favor of the Giants. Um and it's now minus three in favor of Denver. Denver is going to be starting Teddy Bridgewater at quarterback over Drew Locke. Um, do you have any thoughts on this game first? Because this is actually like my favorite game of the week. Really? Yes. I want to hear what you have to say now. Um, well, I mean, I, th- I feel like this year the Denver team might be more of like the Denver teams of years past where they're kind of focused on the defense. They chose Bridgewater over Locke. Bridgewater, I think, is a good like game manager. Um, and I think that's kind of the approach that they're taking. And then you have New York. I mean, what's what's their good to say about New York? They have a horrible offensive line. They have Daniel Jones at quarterback who is just... 
No, I don't think he's that good. And he, he's behind a bad offensive line. Um, Evan Ingram is out this week um, already. Not that I he's that important. They do have Saquon Barkley coming back, but I just think the Denver defense is going to swallow them. Are up. you sold on Teddy Bridgewater? Marching think, into New York week yes. one and taking the Giants down? I am. I absolutely am. All right. I, I think mean, this should be our bet because I like the Giants. Okay. I just think that I will absolutely bet you on this. I think this is a live home dog. I don't have I don't like the Giants per se. But Jason sure as hell Garrett. don't like the Denver Broncos on the road out of conference week one in the Meadowlands. How can you like Denver there? I just I, I hate it's a play against the Giants. I understand. I just think the Giants are playing at home. They're getting three points. Another game that you close your eyes, it's gonna be a stink fest. But I take the Giants here getting the points. I'm willing to say this is our bet of the week. It's going to be a stink fest for sure. It's going to be a beat down. $20 bet of the week. I want three points. All right. Okay. Three points. You got Denver. I got Denver. Okay. I like the Giants. They're one of my plays. Okay. Home dog. Live dog. Okay. What What do you think about the Rams Chicago? That's a Sunday night game, right? Do we skip? Do we want to skip past that and talk New Orleans Green Bay? Sure. Just let's not forget to come back. Okay. Okay. Well, I don't care about Green Bay, New Orleans. I mean, I do care about right, it. I want well, to watch the game. It's in Jacksonville, but it's not a play for me. All right. So we have Green Bay was supposed to be at New Orleans, but because of the hurricane, they moved it to Jacksonville. Hurricane Ida, which is my mom's mom's name. It's my grandmom. Her name is Ida. You knew that, right? No. I didn't tell you that. Ida. Is that relevant? Sweet as apple cider. In any way. To my uncle used to sing when we go up there. You That's get drunk great. and you would sing that. I didn't know we were taking trips down memory lane. Yeah. Well, okay. Hurricane Ida, back to football. All right. So, um, Hurricane Ida, Grandma Ida. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> back to football. So, okay. So have, I don't like this Green Bay game because of Ida. They're moving to Jacksonville, was your point. I'm sorry to derail the conversation, but I love why my don't Grandma like Stevens. Um, I just don't. Want to go against New Orleans? The 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 natural tendency here is to jump all over Green Bay, but I firmly believe in Sean Payton's ability as a coach, and I don't like Sean Payton, but I think he's good, and I'm riding with his ability to be able to connect with certain quarterbacks and get the best out of them. I think some coaches who are focused on the quarterback position can really. Make a difference and improve somebody similar to the Frank Reich whisperer of Carson Wentz. So I am not going to bet early in the season against Jameis Winston and see what he can do here. Green Bay's defense isn't that great. Jameis Winston can air the ball out. Well, so I think they lose a little bit moving out of New Orleans. You don't. You, I mean, it's one of the greatest home field home field advantages, well, right? Uh, well, that was Drew Brees. Drew Brees at home versus Drew Brees on the road. Yeah, that was a Saints thing. at home versus Saints on the road. Yeah. Um. But I guess you're right. You know, you run with the quarterback. So, well, it's number one. I'm not convinced that Sean Payton wants to be the quarterback whisperer to Jameis Winston because I still think he really wanted it to be Taysom Hill. I'm going to tell you this: they beat Green Bay in Jacksonville, and it doesn't matter what Sean Payton wants. He wants to win, and if he starts winning with Jameis Winston, he'll be his second son. Well, he'll be happy, but I. I just, I don't know. Let's but not anyway. remember, let's not forget Jameis Winston's magical ability to bring teams from behind on cannily 
consistently at Florida State. I know it's college. I know he turns the ball over. He also threw 30 touchdowns and 30 interceptions in one season in the NFL. On the biggest stage in college football for one of the best Division I teams at Florida State, consistently ran through the ACC and won football games and did them in dramatic style, bringing his team from behind in multiple times. So until they stick a fork in this guy, I'm going to secretly cheer for him. And I like the situation. I did. It's, you know, I didn't like Jameis Winston at Tampa. I thought he was a cocky young guy who didn't produce on the field, but he showed flashes that he could get it done. And I'm hoping that he's humbled a little bit. And like I said, Sean Payton can get through to him and he can start producing. You get Michael Thomas back in October. Jameis Winston's still standing upright and doing any, any kind of production on the field. Watch out. Because you had Michael Thomas and it's going to be electric. Well, I mean, I'm going to take the same approach I took last year. I think you have all the offseason kind of um, attention with Aaron Rodgers. I think Aaron Rodgers is still pissed off and he's going to go out there and he wants to That's prove, what I want to see. I really want to see what he does. So, well, what did he do last year? He came out firing. MVP. So, I think he's going to do the same thing this year. MVP. Um, and whether it's a fuck you to the upper management at um, mm. Green Bay or not. But that's why I'm picking Green Bay. All right, you like Green Bay. Let's go to Ram Chicago. That's the Sunday night game at 820. Wrapping up the Sunday night acti- uh, Sunday football activity. You got the Rams opened up at a six and a half point favorite. Is now moved up as high as eight in one place, but mostly I'm seeing seven and a half. That game will probably go up. I think uh, a lot of money will be on the Rams. Rams a popular pick this year. They're also a popular pick with married with picks. Um, we like the Rams overall and Stafford's ability to maybe show out in L.A. Is this a pick for you? Well, I yeah, initially, yes. Um, I like the Rams this year. I don't think that this is like the best matchup. Game one, Matt Stafford rolling out there in his Rams uniform. Um, but Chicago has Andy Dalton at quarterback. Um and while, Not a lot of confidence in Andy Dalton. Well, I mean, everybody's oh, Andy Dalton is ca- a capable quarterback. He's a bum. But he wasn't that capable as the backup that turned starter last year. Um, I mean, I've never seen TCU. I mean, anything Jesus. out of Andy Dalton to make me want to put my money on Andy Dalton. Yeah, he's um, and the Rams have a good defensive line they have he's gonna be staring at aaron donald so i don't that doesn't make me you know all right given how good the rams defense is and how bad but by the same token chicago bears have a pretty good defense they're familiar with stafford because they were in the same division when he was in detroit so what's the chances of dalton getting hurt and we see josh fields uh maybe um but so I don't know. I mean, if I had to pick a trap game of the week, this would probably be my trap game of the week. This, will be, um, this is the Sunday night game, too. I think people are going to get through Sunday's action and look to bet on the Rams. And it does look like a trap game. It scares me. I want to play the Rams. I want to play the Rams with Tony right now. I love the Rams this year. I'm not going to. I don't know that I can play the Rams in this game. Um, a lot of hype with opening week. So, Chica- I mean, I like Chicago's coach. He's a University you like of Chicago's Del- coach? He's a University of Delaware product. Of course I'm going to say that. Well, you're going to say it, but do you mean it? I think he's a shot. I'd like to see him get 
the chance with a capable quarterback, which I don't think he's had. I don't think he's been afforded. Um, that does he have that ability. now with Andy Dalton? No, he still doesn't. Well, he has the opportunity. The pick to pick his fields. Fields well, he has, has the, the opportunity to start fields. Well, fields isn't ready yet. He's no, he's not ready to commit to fields yet. The coach yet. is not ready to I, say that. I'm so. a firm believer. I, I've never knocked somebody for having a strategy of drafting a quarterback, you know, top five pick, first round, high first round. Fields was like 10th, round, 10th pick overall or something, 12th pick. Um, I'll never knock a team for sitting him in the beginning because I think it builds character. We've seen it work time and time again where you could damage these kids' psyche if you put them in too early and they get hammered because they don't know what they're doing. So give them a little bit of time to read the defense, to be able to study, uh, to feel a little more comfortable, to allow the game to slow down for him. Because once he gets in there, it's going to be moving a mile, a million miles a minute. Um, well, do you think, I mean, to any extent, do you think that maybe Matt Nagy would want to start him, but then look at the schedule and say, oh, the LA yeah. Rams, I'm not going to do it. I would start him against the Rams. Yeah, Aaron Donald chasing you down. I wouldn't um, want to do that. So, I mean, there's nothing really here that tells you to really take Chicago, but they're getting more than a touchdown. It's going to be a Sunday night game. I. So, I, yeah, I mean, I guess, I mean, I don't, do I think that Chicago wins the game? Maybe not, but. I mean, maybe the Rams don't cover, so. Yeah, exactly. So I'm personally going to be cheering for the Rams. I've got a lot of fantasy implications with Stafford, Robert Woods, Sony Michelle. Stafford. Stafford and Sons. <laughs> we'll tell that story later how Jacqueline tried to snake me for Matthew Stafford. But let, let's digress now. One last game here. Monday night football. This year, there's oh, we're going back to one game, not two games. Before they were running a seven o'clock game and an eight o'clock on the West Coast. This year, one game, eight fifteen, Baltimore traveling to Las Vegas. The line opened up at five and a half. Baltimore favored. It's now down to four. One place I see flashing at three and a half. So who knows? It could be down to three by kickoff. What are your thoughts on this game, Jack? I have absolutely no thoughts on this game. I have zero thoughts on this game, too. All I know is Baltimore screwed at running back. It seems like everybody's getting an ACL tear in Baltimore's camp. Who knows what's going to happen? I'd say, I'm like, cheering for Waller. I've got a lot of fantasy implications on Waller, but Baltimore's defense looks like it's going to be good this year. The one I've not heard like a single word about the uh, Las Vegas Raiders, like at all. So I don't know. But yeah, and it's a Monday night game. Monday night games always kind of go the opposite of what you expect. So what do you want to do? Summarize picks? How do you want to do this? All right. So we thought we would kind of end with um, some different things this year. Um, So your best bets of the week. My best bets, Carolina, uh, followed by a close Miami and Indy. Okay. My best bet of the week is Denver at minus three. And we're betting against each other on that $20 bet done on the podcast. I have the Giants at plus three at home. You have Denver as your best bet. Yes, I do. All right. We're going against your best bet. Okay. You want to go against mine? You want the Jets? No, I don't want the Jets. I have Carolina. (laughs) See that written down right there? Carolina. Um, I also have Jacksonville. I know even though it's kind of like a shit so game. Um, And then, well, let me ask you this. Do you have any? What? Nothing. Oh, I thought you went like this. I did. Move it along. Ah. Um, do you, you have call any? You out? Move it along. Let's go. Your underdog plays. My underdog plays? Yes. I would say my underdog play would be take Detroit and the points against San Francisco. 
Okay. But I also like Miami's an underdog um, on the road. It's one of my better plays. Okay. And my- Indy. Indy's a home dog against Seattle. Yeah. So I would you say like a Miami, lot of dogs. Miami and Indy, home dogs. Huh. Just like the shirt. Um, let the dogs out. Um, all right. My underdog would be the Cleveland Browns. Um, and you kind of ruined it for me when you brought up the trap game thing, because that was going to be one of my things. But since you brought it the up trap early. Game is never one of your things. I taught you trap game. I was going to ask what you. It means. <laughs> oh, you mean just for a topic here? Um, because it's week one and, um, you know, I mean, it's not always going to play out the way you expect it to in the NFL. So there's definitely going to be Wait, one of these Would you say teams. Tampa Bay was a trap game to start the, se- start the season, right? Trap game. They, Vegas was begging people to take Dallas. Pumping that line up to like nine and a half. Trap game to take Tampa. Dallas covered. Did you, uh, did you take Tampa by I the said way? Tampa, yeah. <laughs> I did. I got trapped. Um, I got trapped. Don't get trapped on San Francisco. All right. Don't take your headset off yet. We're not done. Okay. Sorry. So now we have our bold prediction of the week and I'll let you go first. I thought we already did that. No, we did it at the end. Our best bet. Maybe, you know, your bold prediction. All right, well, that's kind of like what I just said. My bold prediction. No, your is bold Detroit. prediction and your best bet are two totally opposite things. Like yeah. your bold prediction is like something that shouldn't happen. That's going to happen. Detroit's going to cover. All right, so I guess that's fine. That's good. Okay. All right, my bold prediction is that the Denver Broncos defense will score a touchdown. All right, I like that one. On a sack fumble by Daniel Jones. I like it. All right. So remember to like us on Facebook, subscribe on YouTube, and you can find us anywhere you listen to your podcasts. I'll give you another one. Sam Darnold throws for four touchdowns. Okay. What do you think about that one? Yeah, that's a bold prediction. All right. I like it. That's what I'm looking for out of you. All right, that messed me up because I was just kind of thinking my bold prediction was going to be the Detroit Lions covering. Okay. All right, we'll work on the definition of your bold prediction. You got to work on that outro now and- music too. <laughs> All right, peace out.